Welcome back to the Equip Creators Podcast. Today, we have an incredible guest on that we're sure you're already familiar with, Evie Rupp. Evie is the co-owner of the Heart University and the CEO of Evie Swim, a sustainable swim line. She's also an elopement photographer and a podcaster over at the Heart and Hustle podcast. We covered so much on today's episode, including topics like branding, marketing, juggling multiple startups, being in a saturated market, overcoming failures, staying motivated, work-life balance, and more. Evie just shared tons of goodness with us today, and we're so excited for you to hear this episode, so let's dive right in. You're listening to the Equipped Creatives Podcast with Tony from Tony Marie Photography and Julia from Julia Kathleen Photography, two girls from opposite coasts who started their photography passions in high school, have since turned their hobbies into full-time photography and education businesses. Whether you're a photographer, creative entrepreneur, or you simply just want to hang out and talk about life together, you're in the right place. This podcast will leave you feeling inspired, prepared, and most importantly, equipped to take on your creative dreams. Evie, welcome to the podcast. We are so excited you're here with us today. You are a huge inspiration to both Julia and I, so we are definitely big fans of you, and we're just honored to have you on the podcast today. So thank you for coming on. Oh, thanks for having me. That is the biggest hype up intro. I think I feel like all this pressure to like live up to the the hype that was just given to me of like biggest inspiration, but it's fine. I, I love it. That made my day. No, you are. No I love pressure. it. No pressure. We just love you. Oh, yes. you girls are amazing. I'm stoked for this. Oh, yes. yay. So excited. So please tell us a little bit about who you are for those who may not know and what it is that you do. Yes. So I am a daughter of the King of Kings and a wife to my best friend and soulmate, Landon. And those are first and foremost to me. Those come before everything else. But on the business side, um, I am also a serial entrepreneur. Basically, I can't stop businesses. I just, it is a very strong addiction. Um, so I have my personal brand, which is where I still do uh, a little bit of destination wedding and elopement photography that used to be my full time. Um, now it's just a little bit like two, three, four, sometimes five weddings a year, but, um, very minimal on that. And then I do business coaching and just kind of share my journey through entrepreneurship and, uh, becoming a wife and all of work-life balance over there. And then my business partner and best friend, Lindsay Roman, and I have a business education company together where we have conferences, courses, podcasts, uh, resources for entrepreneurs, all sorts of stuff, uh, over at the Hart University. And then I also have a sustainable and ethical active swimmer company for women called Evie Swim. And then my husband and I have a couple of businesses that are passive and behind the scenes as well. So I do a lot of things, but mostly wow. I just love business and I love helping other entrepreneurs fall in love and find their balance as well. That's wow. amazing. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how you juggle that many things, but that is amazing. And I applaud you for that. Yeah, it's very impressive resume, Evie. <laughs> it's uh, it's a lot. I I never want people to look at that and be like, oh my gosh, all of that's easy. It's not all easy, and there are times yes. when I'm like, what the heck am I doing? But yeah, I love all of it. So it's it's fun. It's a fun journey to figure out. Oh yeah, my gosh, that's, that's so cool. <laughs> I love um, it. So yeah, I kind of want to jump right into it. I would love to hear kind of how you went from being like a wedding and elopement photographer 
to this entrepreneur and, you know, starting an education company and doing your swim line and all of that. So I'd love for you to kind of share a little bit about your journey and like how you got there. Yes. Yeah. So uh, most of it just kind of happened, to be totally honest. And when I started my photography business, which that also just kind of happened, but I feel like in every step of the way, I never had this um, five-year, 10-year plan of, okay, I'm going to start with destination or photography, and then I'm going to get into destination like wedding and elopements, and then I'm going to get into mentor sessions for photographers, and then I'm going to start an education company, and then I'm going to – like it was never progressive step-by-step. Everything just kind of happened one after another. So I did – fall in love with wedding and elopement photography and my business exploded from I was shooting like two weddings a year. It was like kind of a hobby for a couple of years. I was shooting like two weddings a year, um, making oh well, barely profiting most years. But the year that I profited <laughs> right before I like really went full time, I made uh, I think $10,000 in profit. So, you know, really crushing it on that front. We've all been there. <laughs> and then to the next year, I think it was within nine months, I was shooting all around the world, 32 weddings, like 27 couple sessions, 15 mentor sessions, six plus figure business. And it was it was very rapid in the sense of my business went from hobby to professional and like full-time very quickly. But on the back end, there was a lot that I'd been building for several years. Mm-hmm. And I noticed a lot of other photographers who had been really struggling and like hustling and pushing and working for so long began to ask me, how did you book that session in Italy? How did you, you know, begin to get this clientele who really understood like your artistic vision, came behind it, trusted you with the process? You know, how do you deliver yeah. such good client experiences? Just all these different questions. How are you growing on Instagram? Mm-hmm. And I just started answering these DMs that I was getting, these, you know, texts from fellow photographer friends, these lives that I would do on takeovers on other accounts when I had, you know, like 3,000 followers. It wasn't that I was at like 45 million and crushing it. I I was still like, (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'm still figuring a lot of this out. But I was answering questions that people were asking and I knew how to help them reach their desired goals. And then Mm. that kind of began to spark the whole education thing for me where it didn't start as, ah, another business model where I can make more money. It started as, Mm. I want to help fellow photographers see growth as Mm. well. And then from there, I began to do mentor sessions. I began to do, you know, helping fellow photographers doing lives. And then I had this idea, FaceTimed, uh, a girl that I had met once on Instagram and was like, or once, not that's not true, once in person, <laughs> known for five years on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And I FaceTimed her and was like, hey, I want to do a photography workshop and I want to do it with you. And she was like, wow. no way. You know, we we don't even have like 10,000 followers combined. We are still figuring out our own <laughs> photography journey. There's no way we're qualified for this. And I was like, okay, you can sit in that for a second, but I'm going to push through. Like, we're going to do this. <laughs> And that person was Lindsay Roman. And then that Mm. turned into the Heart Workshop, which then began just selling out so fast. We had a 10,000 girl wait list for that workshop. We were selling out in, you know, 15 minutes and girls were devastated because they were sitting online for hours before with their credit card information pre-typed in to be able to like get in and they weren't getting spots. And Lindsay and I were like, we have to do something because we're still full-time destination photographers traveling all the time, you know, working with our clients. 
and hosting these workshops. And that's when we were both like, well, what if we give everything that we teach in the workshops, put it in an online course and launch an online course? Um, so that's kind of when the workshop pivoted into the whole mm. education company. And from there, it's just right. like every single thing that we do is there's a need. Let's fill it. There's somebody needs this like tool in their toolkit. Let's create it. And it's been that way for each of our courses, each of our conferences, um, each resource that we create. And then for me, Evie Swim just came from living in Southern California and traveling a bunch to all sorts of tropical locations, Hawaii, Mexico, um, mm -hmm. all over Europe. And I was really frustrated with swimwear and mm -hmm. what I couldn't find in the industry. And totally. I just felt that there was like, two extreme camps. One was like very fashionable, but not functional. It just like everything was either hanging out or would pop out if you did anything the least bit active. Like if you <laughs> took a too aggressive of a step forward, something would, would pop out. Or on the yep. opposite extreme, it was like that active swimwear for more athletes or competitive mm. swimmers or surfers. And it some of it is cute if you are a competitive athlete, but for the average <laughs> girl who's just wanting to enjoy like a surf on a quick Saturday and then lay out in tan or run yep. around with her kids on the beach, I just couldn't find that swimwear. And so my crazy brain, having no experience in the fashion industry, was like, screw it. I'm going to create it. And I spent <laughs> a couple of years creating and designing and developing Evie Swim. Um, wow. We're still very much in the startup phase, but each business just kind of came from a gap in the industry and a passion of mine to fulfill something that I felt was missing and to serve other people. So I feel like I just rambled for 10 minutes, but <laughs> no, <laughs> no, that's so interesting. I love that all of these businesses have like come from a place of you guys wanting to serve and like fill the needs of your clients and whoever it is. Like that's amazing. Yeah, that's always the heart behind everything that I do. And Lindsay as well in, in the Heart University, it's just Mm. everything is focused outward on serving and equipping fellow entrepreneurs, fellow women in whatever way that we can and also sharing, you know, our journey with all of it so that others can follow along, learn from our mistakes and hopefully never repeat those. <laughs> yeah, no, we we feel the same way like running this business as well. And that's kind of yes. our heart behind it too, but um I'd love for you to kind of share like your favorite parts I kind of like circling back to the Hart University, your favorite parts of being um, in a business partnership and what what's that like for you? I know you yeah. guys are doing the distance too with your partnership, like uh, yes. Tony and I. Long <laughs> distance relationship. Yes. Literally. <laughs> yes. It's, it's so fun. I mean, there is something, you know, having a couple other businesses that I run solely by myself it, there is something so powerful and so special in doing business with your best friend and doing business with someone who just gets you, who can share the load, share the stress, share the victories, all of it. Um, mm. I will say there, if you choose the wrong person, it is hell on earth. But if you choose the right person, it is literal bliss. Um, mm. So Lindsay and I just everything for us. We click on core values. We click on character values. We click on our worldview and our vision for our, our company and that and, and for ourselves and for our families and work-life balance. And it creates such beauty in not only what we create and what we send out into the world, but also for us, you know, working with somebody else, there is just something so wonderful about working with someone when I can call her up and be like, hey, 
I really just feel like I haven't had time to spend with my husband. And I know we were going to do this tomorrow, but can we actually push that? And she'll be like, Mm. yes, I was feeling the same with my kids. Let's pause that and come back with it next week. And there's not this sense of like, what the heck? You know, you don't understand (laughs) the deadlines. There's, we just click on understanding values and hiring Mm. team members and what we want to create and our timelines for creating it. So it's, it's the best thing in the world. And I love it so much. Oh, I love that so much too. And I, I genuinely agree with everything that you're saying. I feel like Julia and Julia and I have that as well. And like, we click on so many core values, which I feel like is so important when you are going to go into a partnership with somebody, um, you know, whether that be business or like friendship or marriage or whatever it may be, but like business is kind of similar to marriage in a way (laughs) to be on that same page with mm-hmm. a lot of the big things that really matter. Otherwise, you're just going to butt heads a lot and it's going to make your journey, I feel like, a lot more difficult. Mm-hmm. So um, I love seeing you and Lindsay have that dynamic and it's just so evident that you guys like bring out the best in one another and you guys are great yeah. partners for that. So that's really awesome to hear. Um, I know you both are big believers in needing to show your face and have your audience get to know you and that you are your brand. And Julie and I teach this as well. Um, But I'm curious how important it is for you to show up on social media in your opinion. And is there ever a scenario where posting about yourself isn't the best marketing strategy? Oh, I love this conversation. Okay. (laughs) Question for you because I want to clarify that last Mm -hmm. sentence that you put. Posting yeah. about yourself ever being not a good thing. Do you specifically yeah. mean posting about yourself or do you mean building a personal brand? Because those are two different things, I think. Yeah, I guess maybe posting like your face or yeah, to to build the brand or to try to sell something. Amazing. Okay, then yes, I have many thoughts on that. <laughs> thing. So, we can't wait to hear. <laughs> personal branding – is is really powerful because it is introducing a secret sauce to your marketing that no one else has, mm. and that is you. And I know that not everyone wants to have their face attached to their brand. They don't necessarily want to be the one showing up on social media. Right. And that's understand. I'm not saying that's the only way to grow. However, it is a very powerful asset and tool that we entrepreneurs can utilize in some of our branding, if not, you know, if if you are a service-based entrepreneur, that is really powerful and really powerful way to connect with your clients and to create a, a, a synergy, an energy, a dynamic with your clients before they ever even meet you in person, before they ever decide to book with you. They have this connection and relationship with you that you have created because you're opening the doors to who you actually are. So I can mm. dive more into that, but personal branding is just a really, really powerful tool. It's how Lindsay and I both uh, grew our businesses and specifically our photography businesses so quickly um, and so successfully. And then that also led to all these photographers following us, loving how we were building our businesses and growing them, and then wanting to learn from us the same way, which then led to the heart. Um, So there's a lot to be said for personal branding. I am a big advocate for it. I am not a only advocating for personal branding. However, for many entrepreneurs, I would say 70 to 80% of entrepreneurs would be perfect candidates for personal branding and can leverage a lot of the power that comes with that. For your second question, Tony, of like, is there ever a time when it's bad to post yourself? Yes, there is. You can do personal branding so poorly by Mm. making it all about yourself. 
and making yourself the main character, making yourself the center of attention, Mm -hmm. making it all about me, me, me. Oh, my clients did this because I just me, me, me. That is going to put off more clients than it is ever going to attract. And I think that's when it comes to personal branding, you want to, yes, open up. Here's who I am. You know, here's a little bit of my scenario. But what you're trying to do at the end of the day is create a relationship and a connection with other people and invite them into friendship with you. If you are consistently posting like, it's all about me, oh me, like this client booked me for Mexico and I'm so bummed because I really wanted them to go to Iceland and I just can't believe that they're making me fly all the way to Mexico. Like not saying that everyone would complain that way, but some people (laughs) will look at, you know, an element of me focused and recognize Mm -hmm. off-putting. So there's a way to do personal branding where you sprinkle yourself in. It's almost like a little sauce, but the meat of what you're delivering to people is value. You're giving them information. You're giving them encouragement, inspiration. You're providing uh, training or insight for your ideal customers or your ideal clients. And you are just the face who happens to be like, oh my gosh, one time, I was so stupid and did blank, and I learned my lesson that in future I need to prepare for my outfits for my like session that I book my photographer for. So here's for my clients a few of my tips that I think are really beneficial. And you know, mm. you're the little secret sauce that's spicing up that story, and it's coming from a personal space right. where people connect with you. But at the end of the day, there's value in there and like a steak for your client to chew on, and not just all this like disgustingly sweet like. It's all about me and I'm the main character right. and your secondary importance to me. Right. So right. that's my thoughts. <laughs> yeah. Would you say like when you started posting more personal content that that kind of led to actually booking more of your ideal clients? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Because people connect with you and they connect with what you bring to the table. And I have said this. I actually say this in my initial response email to any inquiry that I get. But I will say I am – the psycho hype woman who will be partying with you and your bridesmaids in the getting ready suite will be getting down on the dance floor at night. I will be screaming when you step out in your dress. I will probably be sobbing during your vows. That is me. If you are wanting a photographer who is going to be the peaceful, like soothing presence on your wedding day, Mm -hmm. that is not me. I'm going to be your hype woman. I will I will bring like peace and, and soothing if something's going yes. wrong and I like I will help fix that. Help. Right. Like I'm not just gonna yeah. stand by and be like, not my area. <laughs> but at the same time, like I my sister-in-law is an amazing photographer and she is this like very like calm, cool, like mm. just a totally different vibe. And some of my coaching yeah. students are the same way. And that is powerful in and of itself. Your clients mm-hmm. will book you for you. The brides who want that very calm, like soothing, gentle photographer on their wedding day are going to go for that person. The clients who want the like hype woman who's going to like put on, you know, get low or something like that and be like dancing (laughs) on the hike for their elopement, Mm -hmm. then book with me. You know, that's – we bring something different to the table. So that definitely was a big part of what uh, really attracted a lot of my ideal clients and then allowed us to create a lot of chemistry and energy before we ever even met, before we would ever even shoot, before their big day ever came around. And then that really translates itself into photos as well. Mm. So there's a lot to be said for personal brand and I'm one of the biggest advocates yeah. for it in that sense. 
Yeah, yeah I, I fully agree. I love just hearing your thoughts and like you explain it a little bit more because I feel like your answer is like the perfect response to why it's important to show your mm-hmm. face because that's like what's going to connect you to that person. Yeah. But when you're showing up on Instagram, let's say, or reels or whatever it may be, like just showing your face is that connecting point, but it's not about you. You're still providing that value by yeah. showing your face and telling, educating them on like what it is that you're an expert in. You know what yeah, I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. It's it's very easy to forget to provide value sometimes and to be like, oh, here's just my life. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with posting yeah. you know, photos of you and your husband or you and your dog or different things. Those are actually really powerful assets. But if that's all you're posting, your clients are going to be like, okay, well, like, what do you do? You're, like, you're cute. Yeah. Like, yeah. you're cute, but <laughs> what else is there for me? You know, you want to have sure. something there for people to really sink their teeth into um, yeah. with you just, you know, being the the vehicle that's really connecting with those who want to sink their teeth into the meat that you're offering. I feel like yeah. I'm giving well, very weird analogies right now, but whatever. <laughs> I'm rolling with it. <laughs> no, I'm, no, I'm no, fully comprehending. It. I'm like, yes. I wasn't even thinking twice about anything you said. I'm like, yes, 100%. <laughs> I love yes. it. Would you say kind of like showing up on – or just for example, like using Instagram, would you say showing up yeah. on reels and posts and stories is important or like choosing one or the other? Like what would you say about that? Yes. Um, I think all of the above. I think stories mm-hmm. are really the place where it's kind of like the behind the scenes, you know, peek behind the curtain. That's the place where you really can, you know – share just even more of that like personal like oh my gosh I just was making breakfast and the smoothie spilled all over the floor and <laughs> it has avocado in it so my dog can't eat it so I'm trying to shove my avocado <laughs> you know, like those things that people are just going to like laugh and find entertainment in and connect with you and be like man this is so funny um stories is a little bit more of where I would really utilize that especially as a service based provider or you know if you're not an influencer stories is really where I would keep a lot more of that like it real raw in the moment, unfiltered perspective of you and your life and behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, reels, you can share snippets of your life, absolutely. But reels are really going out to a big group of people. They're they're being pushed out to the world. So using those a lot more strategically of what's going to capture my ideal client's attention and then bring them into you know my account or my page where they can then fall in love a little bit more with like me and get that really quirky behind the scenes, like unfiltered look, really find that meat for them to put on their plate, you know, all of mm-hmm. all of that. Reels are really powerful. Just keep in mind they're going out to a lot of people. So being strategic with those, not just jumping on a random trend of a random transition of no makeup to makeup. If that's not attached to <laughs> your brand message or your mm-hmm. offering or product or service in any way, why would you jump on that trend? So there's you have to be right. careful with something like that, with reels. And then posts, I mean, it's an amazing place to showcase your work, to showcase your personality, what you bring to the table, to bring education in. Um, Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with having posts on there with personal stories, encouragement, inspiration for your ideal clients, um, as well as the education side of things. I feel like every entrepreneur should be utilizing all tools that are being handed to us by Instagram right now. And there is different strengths in each one and working together, they are a powerhouse. Um, Mm, But yeah, each one can be used slightly differently and to bring something slightly different to the table, but all of them are really powerful. 
Okay, we had to interrupt this podcast episode really quick to talk to you guys about Narrative. Narrative is a software company that's on a mission to create tools for professional photographers so that they can get back to doing what they love most, taking photos. You know what isn't one of my favorite things about being a photographer? Calling. Let's face it, calling is not the most exciting part of the job, and the time spent going through every single image can really add up. Luckily with Narrative, professional photographers have been able to cut their calling time in half using their tool Select, so it's no surprise to hear that thousands of photographers have switched to Select in 2021. Select allows you to call your photo shoot twice as fast. There's no wait times to import or navigate through your photo shoots, no low-res images, and no loading bars. Select is built from the bottom up to save you as much time as possible. Select groups scenes of images together, allowing you to quickly navigate through your shoot. They have an eye and focus assessment feature, which allows you to quickly identify if your subjects are in or out of focus and if their eyes are opened or closed. Image assessments allows you to quickly identify the worst image from your shoot and then hide them, meaning you are viewing 20 to 30% less images per shoot. They also have the close-up panel feature, which ensures you can see everyone's faces perfectly. No more time spent zooming into each face with your mouse, which we love to hear. Select doesn't choose the best photos for you. It empowers you to do your selection fast while still having complete control, meaning the final selection remains perfectly accurate and allows you to quickly ship your images to Lightroom with one click. Select Smart Tick allows you to very quickly find what you want and avoid what you don't. Tony and I also love Narrative's blogging tool for photographers called Publish, which saves us so much time on creating and publishing blog posts for our photography websites. Start saving time with your calling today. Follow the link in our show notes to use Select Free and use our referral link in the show notes to get 10% off Select Pro or go to www.equippedcreatives.com slash the dash podcast. Pivoting a little bit just from social media, um, which we'll, I'm sure will come up again. We'll get back to, but <laughs> I know that you're an educator as well. So I'm curious as to what your number one question is that you receive as an educator. There, there are so many. This is really difficult for me to be like, oh, this is the one. Um, I'm going to actually give you girls a few of my biggest questions and then you can decide like which one you want to like highlight or, or focus on. <laughs> yeah. um, what I feel like the, the broadest one is like, how do I build my business? How do I get my product or service in front of more people? And that's the that's the difficult, meaty one that you're like, okay, so how much time do you have? You know, right. do you have like three months for us to go over a full marketing coaching session or where are you at? Um, yeah. But that's like a number one, you know, everyone's wanting to grow their business. Everyone's wanting to get in front of new people. Everyone's wanting to, you know, up-level their marketing. So that's mm -hmm. one. Um, one of the other most common ones, one of my specialties slash nerd languages is time management and productivity. I just love that topic. So I get mm. that questions around that a lot of how do you actually find work-life balance? Because I actually mm -hmm. believe, I mean, there's, there's, you have to define work-life balance before I can actually give this answer, but I believe there right. is such a thing as work-life balance. And I believe mm -hmm. that the the conversation around like, oh, it's a myth. It doesn't exist. I call bull on that personally. I yeah. think it does exist. 
but your definition of work-life balance is something totally different. So um, I have a lot of questions around that. You know, how did you find work-life balance? How do you juggle, you know, four different brands or businesses and still have time to live a life and travel and take a month off and all of that? Um, and then I don't. I think those are probably the top two. There was like yeah. a third, but I totally forget it now. I feel like those are the top two that I get no, most that's- I love what you said, at, like the the latter half of what you said, because I was going to ask you next, like what your favorite thing is to teach and why. And I feel like that's you're kind of giving me that yeah. vibe. That's, that's like <laughs> one of your favorite things to talk about, which I think yes. is a really huge thing, especially as entrepreneurs. So I can definitely mm-hmm. see why that would be something that you get a lot. And yeah. I'm sure you yourself love to talk about it because you have gone through that journey of figuring out yes. like what that looks like for you. And then when you yes. when you find that, it's like it's like good any good news. Like you just want to yeah. share it with other people. So yes. that makes sense. Yeah, it's fun. I I love marketing. I love like I just finished a coaching call earlier where we were deep dive strategizing and outlining a launch plan. Well actually a six month launch plan of like four different things, one different business, multiple offers, and like creating this whole marketing count mm. like category, strategy, calendar for her. And I love that. But I've also done that so long. And I, I, there's a part of me that's like, I don't feel like time management and productivity is talked about enough with actual Mm. solutions for entrepreneurs. So that's Mm. where I, and I don't see many other people talking about it. So that's also, that is something that like, if somebody's like, how do you manage your time? Well, I'll be like, yes, let's talk. (laughs) (laughs) So I love both topics though. I love all yeah. things business and marketing definitely will get my my uh, my face Juice lit is up. Flowing. Yes, 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 <laughs> I love them all. <laughs> yeah, um, just kind of like speaking on marketing now that we're on that topic. Um, yes, how would you say like you set yourself apart in and like thrive in a more saturated market? Because I know like photography can seem like that sometimes. Yes. Um, I'm sure other businesses, podcasts, all that kind of stuff too. What are your thoughts on that? Oh, yeah. This circles back to personal branding um, mm-hmm. because the reality is there are a lot of really good photographers. I don't necessarily believe that the market is oversaturated, but it is saturated. Yes. There's there's a lot I of agree. people. And you are what's really going to distinguish unless you are the best of the best of mm-hmm. the best of the best of photographers out there. Yeah. There are other photographers whose work is comparable, whose prices are comparable, and that's just the truth. That's the raw hard truth for all of us to to address. But what's going to set you apart for other clients and being like, I need this person is you. It's your energy, it's your your beliefs of, you know, what is the most important on their wedding day. I hired my wedding photographer based on her values around marriage and her, you know, passion for those emotions on the wedding day and her ability to really capture those and there were dozens of photographers from being, you know, a professional photographer for years. I had a list of people I could have chosen from, but I chose her because I loved her. I loved her values on the wedding day and I loved what she was going to bring to the table and how she was going to tell our story. And that's Mm. the case for every single one of our clients as photographers. They're going to decide based on, yes, the work. I'm not saying like work is totally irrelevant, like be good at what you do and continue to strive Mm -hmm. for, you know, continued growth. But at the end of the day, there are other photographers who are comparable in work. There are Mm -hmm. not other photographers who are comparable in you. Like you Mm -hmm. are the only thing that's going to set you apart. So I think the biggest thing is, you know, 
infuse yourself, infuse your heart into your business and into your brand, and that will come through for clients. Clients will see what lights you up, what gets you excited, and the way you've poured yourself into every aspect of your communication with them, your relationship building with them, mm. your delivery of the product or service, your, you know, the way that you portray and tell stories even via captions on social media or, you know, the fact that you're crying at the ceremony and you, <laughs> you share that, you know, just different things. Your clients will connect with that way mm. faster than they're going to connect with a single image, even though that's right. also really powerful. But that's what's going to set you apart from the other dozens of websites that they're looking at and the other dozens of inquiry response emails that they're getting from other photographers. Mm. I love that. Yeah, we're we're huge on on um teaching about that as well. So I love your answer yes. on that. Um mm-hmm. okay, just switching gears again. Yes, I love um, it. There's so much to go over. There's so much to cover with you. <laughs> and you have such great you're so knowledgeable. So just jumping Aww. into everything here. But um First of all, I just want to say congratulations on your successful podcast. That is oh, incredible. You. And you're such a great speaker. And um, I just wanted to talk a little bit about your podcast, if you want to share yeah. um, your plug for that and just also kind of like sharing a little bit about your um, podcasting journey. Yes. Yeah. So uh, Lindsay and I host together the Heart and Hustle podcast. Um, we are going on, I think it's been two and a half years, I think. Oh, I would actually have to look at that. Three oh years? Yeah. I feel like it's been longer. Like, I, know. I, like I know. That's crazy. Maybe maybe it's close to three years because I think we started it in the fall of 2019. So it is close to okay. three years. Okay. Um. So yeah, we started that just off of uh, a further desire to reach more entrepreneurs and serve them with even more value to bring fellow like entrepreneurs and guest speakers onto the show. And that has been so fun, uh, quite, yeah. quite a journey. Neither of us had podcasted before. We didn't know anything. Um, we actually hired a podcast manager from day one because both of us were at that point uh, juggling full-time photography businesses, full-time education businesses, and I was in the background developing and, and launching Evie Swim. And so I was like, I ain't got time for this. So we hired a podcast <laughs> manager from day one. <laughs> yes. Outsourcing uh, is huge. <laughs> it's a game changer. Absolutely. <laughs> so yeah, we we're now at, uh, I think, over 2 million downloads, unique downloads. And That's we awesome. have like, close to – We're I think we're getting close to – 280 episodes, so close to 300 episodes. We put them out twice oh, wow. a week. It is it is fun. We've definitely had to learn balance with that aspect mm-hmm. of the business because I'm sure you girls know as fellow podcasters, it can take a lot of time. Um, sure. Podcasting, interviewing, you know, creating outlines, all of that can, can take time. So Lindsay and I have really gotten into a good rhythm where we podcast uh, the first Tuesday and Thursday of every month and batch out a month and a half in advance. And mm. the rest of our months are not podcasting. We're spent, you know, coaching, deep work, uh, all that yeah. stuff. But that was a process because we were, I think we were podcasting once a week for a long time. And it was just like, mm. taking, it was a whole day. Every I think it was every Tuesday we would podcast. And then every Thursday we would have all our coaching calls. And, I, and then on mm. Mondays we have our team meeting. And it was just way too much. So learning balance with that. But it's been the coolest thing seeing how many entrepreneurs are impacted by that podcast by Lindsay and I just rambling and sharing all of our journey and, and mistakes and lessons and 
all of that and bringing on some of the coolest guest speakers. It's It's been really cool. I'm sure you girls know that feeling of like joy and fulfillment that comes from a podcast. It's worth every every hard second. <laughs> Definitely. Yes. Yeah, that's amazing. And I amazing. think we've also – We've also learned that like batch working with it is definitely the way to go if you're yes. if that's not the only thing you're doing. Like if you have other things that you are trying to run and manage and everything like with other businesses, like we have still our photography businesses yeah. as a huge part of our income and stuff still. So yeah, it definitely makes sense to incorporate that batch work into your schedule. Yes. So I'm glad that you mentioned that because I do think that that is something valuable that yeah. our listeners as well would you know, gain from. Um, yeah. Um, so hopping over to your swim company, Evie Swim. <laughs> yes. It's so cute, by the way. Like Thank all your you. pieces are just stunning. And I love your heart behind that as well. I know you shared yes. a little bit about that in the beginning, but I want to know how and why did you choose and keep to keep the name under your name, Evie, yes. and why you wanted to start that company kind of a little bit more in depth uh, of an answer with that. Yes. Um, I mean, to be honest, <laughs> I I brainstormed a bunch of different names for the company, but Evie Swim mm. just felt like it fit. And All right. Yeah. But yeah. what's weird is I've always, from day one, wanted my face to not be associated with that brand just because it is mm. associated with two of my others. And that's, you know, a lot of work. And I was like, I don't want yeah. my face being the requirement mm -hmm. for creating content, for being at, you know, certain whatever. So ironically, I've looked back at that decision multiple times and been like, I think that was God just making me make that decision because in hindsight, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I did that. Like, why did I put my name on something that I didn't want my face attached to? Very odd. Mm -hmm. But I did. Um, and I, I, yeah, I've, I've loved it. It's been really cool having, you know, my heart poured into that brand, even if my face is not front and center every single day. Right. Um, but yeah, starting that brand, it was it was such an interesting journey and something that I I called my parents uh when I made the decision to officially, you know, really pursue it. And I was explaining to them all the reasons that I mentioned to you girls. I was like, I just can't find it. I can't find, mm. you know, modest but very flattering. Like you feel sexy but not sexual. Like in right. you know, mm. that like that balance. And I was explaining that to them. And I was like, every time I go surfing, I just like I don't even know what to wear and blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. And I was like, so I think I'm gonna do it. And my, my parents are my biggest cheerleaders and I freaking love them so much. But they were both like, Aww. "You're gonna, you're gonna start a whole swim line. You're gonna get into the fashion industry." And I was like, "Yeah, I think I'm gonna do it." And my dad is also an entrepreneur; has run a, a drum shop for 35 years, a very long time. Oh wow! And he he was like, "Are you familiar with that industry at all?" And I was like, "Nope, but I'm gonna figure it out." And they were both like, "Go for it!" So it's it was such, that. such a process. I've learned so much. The fashion industry is. Oh my gosh, a hot mess express. It is horrible mm. in so many ways. It is very twisted, very messed up. I know as consumers, mm. it's very easy to look at, you know, the fashion industry and be like, why is that, you know, why is plus size not more included? Why is body, you know, just different things that yeah. from an outside perspective, you don't realize the inside of the fashion industry is where all of the roots of that come from. You know, all of the, the standard sizing and the size small and the fit models and just all of these things that I was shocked by going into that brand. But my my mission and my purpose for it was to help fellow women just feel excited to actually get outside and 
go after their life with full like reckless abandon go after mm, yeah. you know going on that vacation with their kids and their husband and Aww. to feel beautiful while doing that to be able to show their kids the world and run around the world with their kids and not feel like everything's falling out or they feel like a frumpy <laughs> dumpy you know yeah. like, like whatever yeah so that that kind of was at the the heart of pushing me through everything in creating that business. It's definitely been my most challenging business to date. And in so many ways, it is like so difficult, but it is also so rewarding. And that is what keeps me going every single day with that brand is just the mission behind, you know, seeing these women send messages and say, I have never had a swimsuit fit me this way. I didn't know that I could look this good in swimwear and feel this confident and like actually diving into the ocean or actually, you know, picking up surfing because I never felt like I could look good in whatever. So wow. that makes me happy. And that's my heart behind Eddie yeah. Swim for sure. Aww, You're such so a rewarding. go-getter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You are. You definitely are. I love that about you. I don't but- know my limits. It's a, it's a weakness <laughs> and a strength all, all in one. <laughs> I feel that. <laughs> I just love that you were like, yeah, I know nothing about this industry, but I'm <laughs> going to go for it. Like, I, that's what I want to do. I want to help yeah. in this area. And that's, it, that's what it is. No one can tell me no. <laughs> oh my gosh. I learned so many lessons, so many things that I would do differently. And I would go back, you know, three years when I was planning to start the brand and be like, Evie, no, 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 honey, don't try that. Don't do that. Don't, don't do that. But, you know, we all learn yeah. mistakes that way. We learn and it, it really, mm-hmm. it actually honed in a lot of my character as an entrepreneur and a lot of my perspective mm. on business and just a lot of different things. Starting that company was very eye-opening in the best way. It really, you know, sharpened yeah. me in a lot of good ways, in a painful way, but in a really good way as yeah. well. So was it was it intimidating for you to kind of jump into that market as well in, in the fashion industry? Because I feel like that can also feel like a more saturated market as well. Yes uh, and no. I my personality really is i don't i never think of failure as an option I, that sounds mm-hmm. really i never i anytime i try to explain this i i never want it to come across as like arrogant or cocky or i never think i'm going to fail my right. brain just doesn't really go there and i think that's in some ways why i've do so much and why like i was willing to jump into an unknown industry i was yeah. definitely I was definitely lost and didn't know where to start. But those feelings of confusion or uncertainty or like, what's my next step? What do I do? It it never felt overpowering or crippling. It was more just, okay, challenge. Let's face this challenge. How do I overcome this challenge? Mm. Um, so yeah, for me in the industry, it definitely – it's even now, you know, still in the startup phase in the first few years of this this business – it is super challenging. It's definitely its own beast and figuring out, you know, holding inventory and shoveling out tons of cash and investment into development and design and production and manufacturing and then marketing and then, you know, all paying my team to help run stuff because I don't run a lot of stuff day to day on that. I have ops manager and a marketing manager. And it's a whole world. It's a lot to figure out in a lot of ways, you know, I've learned a lot through that brand and I definitely figured out a lot, but in a lot of other ways, I feel like I'm still just very much in day one of this company and getting it started. And I have tons of 
big plans and big visions for Evie Swim, and I'm really excited for them. But I'm also having to learn patience with this brand in a way that I never mm-hmm. have before. I'm like, okay, yeah. something that I really want is probably going to take me three to four <laughs> years to get there. And this other big dream is probably going to take 10 to 15 years to get there. And it's a slow burn. Um, but it, it's it's worth it. So yeah, it, it was intimidating in the sense of very unknown, definitely knew it was going to be a challenge. But that also kind of fueled me in a lot of ways of I want to bust through some of the the fashion industry norms. I want to bust and open and expose a lot of what goes on in that industry. And I'm still currently figuring out how to really expose that in a way that is graceful and <laughs> and calling for change and not just spewing, mm. you know, unnecessary hate or whatnot because we're sure. you know, we're always growing. But um yeah, that's it's it's a lot, but it's fun. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I love I just love your mindset of like you're not I love the mindset of feeling like, okay, failure's not really an option. Like yeah. not not in a bad way that's like putting too much pressure on yourself, but yeah. just like if there's a hurdle to be jumped over, like I'm just gonna jump over it. I'm not gonna stop before yeah. it. Like I'm just going to keep going. Well, so- I think there's something to be said too for failure. To me, you are only failing if you're doing nothing. You know, yeah. that's that's the only failure that I would actually consider is like, oh, that's not good. You know, I'm I'm saying no to right. any opportunity. I am living in like a victim mindset. I, You know, all these things right. that most of us are not really living in day to day. To me, even if something doesn't work out the way I'd planned, which happened many times in all of my businesses, to me, that's a a learning opportunity and something that I can glean insight and wisdom from and avoid next time and not necessarily a failure. It's it's learning, learning not failing. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's more of an opportunity to learn rather than – yeah, yeah, Absolutely. like getting into that, wanting to stop because it's getting hard or whatever it may be. Yes, but I'm sure that you faced, you know, many different challenges with having different startups that are all really different from each other. But yeah. in your experience, like, would you say that there's been a general like biggest challenge for you regarding startups, or do you feel like it's been totally different every single time? Um, I actually feel like it has been different each time. I think the most challenging has been Evie Swim in the investment portion because it Mm -hmm. is definitely the biggest overhead company that I've ever started. Everything else, photography is a very low overhead. It takes very little investment to really get in. The most expensive thing is probably your camera gear and your, you know, software is like Lightroom. And even that is Typically, you can get everything that you need for under 10 grand, which, you know, mm-hmm. is like a lot of money. But when you're right. looking at starting, you know, uh, a product company, especially from a from scratch product company and from scratch mm-hmm. brand, there's a lot more that goes into it. So that's been with that brand, the most challenging thing that I've had to learn because all of my other companies were very low overhead and very quick success rates. And most of those were either a service or a digital product. And getting into a very high overhead, very slow growth rate, and a very like delivered personal, like physical product, holding inventory, all of that has been the sharpest and steepest learning curve for me. And it's it's been so fun. I've actually le- loved the challenge of it. But 
when people are like, what's your biggest challenge with startup? I would be like, Evie Swim. That That is a beast of a company, <laughs> but it's really fun yeah. too. Yeah, that's so cool. Um, kind of like, I know you talked about this earlier, just like work-life balance and all of that. Yes. Like I said, I, I don't know how you do it all, but that's incredible. <laughs> and I just want to know like, um, you know, how do you like keep that balance? I know you just got married. Like how is that affecting yes. businesses? Um, yes. like some of the things you've learned from being a CEO of multiple businesses. Yeah. Congratulations, by the way, on getting married. Aww, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. It's the best thing in the whole freaking world. I love Aww. it so much. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so for me, managing my time has become more and more of a vital necessity and not just like a fluffy buzzword as my businesses have grown. You know, I, I learned it in a very intense way when my photography went from, you know, zero to six figures. And I learned it again in a very difficult way when my photography business was popping off and the Hart University was exploding with the workshops and then designing and launching a course and all of that. And then I learned it again increasingly when, you know, I began doing more coaching and was developing Evie Swim and the heart was exploding and we were launching like four courses in a year. And then I was like getting engaged and planning a wedding and getting married and launching Evie Swim. And like, it's just every season, I feel like I learn it in a new way and and recognize the importance of it even more. But for me, the biggest thing, and I feel like it's a cop-out answer, not even a cop-out answer. I feel like some... (laughs) Some might not grasp the intensity of this answer, but knowing, having clarity on where you're going with your businesses, and therefore it's like reverse engineering. Where am I going? What are my goals? What is you know happening in each brand, each quarter, each year, each month, each week? Having mm-hmm. that type of clarity and then reverse engineering that and understanding, okay, the Heart University is working towards blank. So therefore, this stuff needs to get done in that time period. Okay, this needs to get done this week. And this on Evie Swim is happening in this quarter. This needs to get done this week. And that, it sounds complicated when I'm saying it right now, but I have Mm -hmm. a system in place of creating that clarity in my head. So I'm not, us, us feeling paralyzed as entrepreneurs, 90% of the time comes from lack of clarity of understanding Mm -hmm. what to work on, how to work on it, and the importance of working on it. Um, When we feel that like, I don't, I like procrastination, I don't know what to do, I don't really want to sit down and do that work, lack of clarity every single time. And so for me, in order to avoid that, in order to have this this self-discipline, this, you know, ability to sit down every day and get what I need to get done in a very limited amount of time because I'm very protective of my work hours and I'm very protective of how much I work on each of these businesses so that mm. I actually have a work-life balance. I actually have right. a life outside of all these companies. Um, I have a whole list system that I work off of that basically it's four lists and it reverse engineers from the biggest picture down to what I am doing today that's moving me towards those big picture items. So that is one of the systems that I teach my coaching students. That's something that I'm really passionate about sharing with other entrepreneurs is how to create that clarity in your work and in your life so that you know okay, I'm only working two hours today, but I'm going to get the biggest things done and the most important things done. 
instead of working, because I used to work 18 hour days, six to seven days a week on just my photography business alone. And yeah. now I work, you know, six, seven hour days. And this is, that's going to shift when we have kids. So it's, it's in seasons, but now I work six to seven hour days, like five days a week, four days sometimes. And mm. I'm getting, you know, 15 times as much done on four different companies. So that to me is the the biggest thing is understanding you don't just sit down at your desk every day and think, what do I want to accomplish now? It's having a very strategic brain wired mm-hmm. into this is most important. That is not because it's very easy for us to get caught up in busy work and be like, oh, you know, I really need to update this on my website, but you have a gallery waiting Mm -hmm. to be delivered to your client. And that is the most important thing. The website thing can wait, or maybe it's vice versa. Maybe you have a gallery that isn't due for three weeks and something's broken on your website. And instead of editing gallery, which may feel productive, you should actually Mm. be fixing that broken link on your website because that's, Mm. you know, the broken contact form or whatever. So having that clarity to me is the biggest key to finding that work-life balance and to really getting the most done in the least amount of time and working towards your goals in in the midst of all of that. I think that is so good and so, so helpful. So thank you for sharing that answer because I really feel like a lot of people need to hear that. And I, heck, I need to hear it. Honestly, it's so good. (laughs) We all do. I I need to hear it myself sometimes. (laughs) Yes. So good. Um, So if anybody goes on your Instagram, Evie, like they're going to see right away that you're a believer. So yes. how do you incorporate your faith into your business and how important is that to you? Yes. I mean, it's it's everything to me. It's often the first words out of my mouth. Um, I think I even probably started with it on this podcast. It's, mm-hmm. it's You did. Core, I love it. <laughs> it's the core of everything for me. And, you know, my relationship with the Lord is, is – so instrumental and so central to everything that I do and every breath that I take and every word that I say and every task that I accomplish, every business that I launch. To me, not talking about him is inauthentic and I can't even imagine not. So from day one, I've just always been very open. And the way that I approach the Lord on my business pages is I just share my journey, my thoughts. Here's what God is teaching me. Here's what I believe. It I because I'm not a you know a Christian Bible study account or which there's nothing wrong with those. There's no shade on that. That's just that's not my account. That's not yeah my right. brand. I'm not you know an evangelist. I'm just a a lover of Jesus who loves sharing him in everything else that I'm doing. So for me, I don't – I try not to be like five steps to growing your walk with God or, you know, five verses that you should be reading in the Bible today. That's not my brand. It's more of here's who God is to me and, you know, here's – a moment that I had the other day with my husband that really showed me an aspect of God's character that I had never seen before. Or, you know, and people, I have such a wide variety of people in my audience, atheists to Muslims to agnostics mm-hmm. to, you know, Catholics. I have a wide variety and I, anyone is welcome there. Anyone is welcome in my page. Mm-hmm. I, 
welcome them to believe whatever they want and I am going to believe whatever I believe and yeah. just be open about that. And if people are okay with, you know, hearing that, and I understand if some people aren't, that's totally fine. Um, mm-hmm. But I just – I can't imagine holding back. So to me, you have to be – very graceful in that though to not, mm-hmm. you know, be like, this is what I believe and no one else is welcome here. You know, sure. I've never tried to portray that on my page. It's more of here's what I believe and this is so important to me. And I would love if you were here regardless of whether you agree with me or not. And that's yeah, gone right. really well in all of my years. I've had the Lord involved in my brand and my business from day one. And I've I think maybe two or three times between a podcast review once and uh, somebody sending mm-hmm. me a comment, you know, I've only ever had a couple of people be like, I don't like this. Most of them are like, I really respect how much this means to you and how authentically yeah. true to that belief you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have to say that's so encouraging to hear that you put stuff out there that you're so passionate about and um, and you're just authentically you and that's amazing. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. It's, it I makes agree. it easier to – be, you know, enjoying what you're doing too. If you're not trying to tiptoe around and please everybody, I just want right. to you know, make God proud of me and happy. And, and I want yeah. to enjoy what I'm doing and, you know, whatever comes out of that comes out of that. <laughs> yes. I love that. Yeah. That is really encouraging. Thanks for sharing that. Obviously I don't think that you ever put out that vibe on your social media at all that like your others are not welcomed if they don't believe the same thing. So I yeah. already knew that was true about you, but I wanted to hear kind of you talk about that because I do think that it is important to there's just something to be said for like you being true to who you are and if that's Mm -hmm. what you believe and it's a big part of your life then like don't hide it like it's you can be who you are and if people don't like it they don't have to follow your page like it's okay you know they don't have to listen to your podcast if they have a problem with it but um Julia and I are are also you know believers and we feel the same exact way as you do. So I think it's really cool yeah. that you got to you know, just touch on that for a second. Yeah, of course. Thanks for asking that question. I love that one. Of course. Yes. Well, we have one more question for you, Evie. Perfect. <laughs> I just want, yes. I just wanted to hear um, how you stay so motivated to keep going, to keep growing all of your businesses and like the advice that you would give to somebody that's just starting out. Maybe they want to juggle multiple businesses. <laughs> so yes. what would your advice be for that? Oh, this is uh, <laughs> a can of worms Pandora's box for me. So <laughs> I... I don't believe I am motivated all the time. I'm not motivated all the time. However, I am pretty self-disciplined and that has come through, you know, years of of work and practice in strengthening that self-discipline muscle. And that's something that I really want fellow entrepreneurs to hear and to know is motivation is a feeling that comes and goes and it comes in waves and some days you have none of it and some days you are overflowing with it and that is normal. Self-discipline is a habit or a muscle that you strengthen over time and it is what gets you moving the needle in your business whether you have zero motivation or a million like waves of motivation in one day and that to me is is a very important topic that I could go on about for 15 minutes but that's that's a general overview of that and then mm-hmm. with that you know circling back to what has kept me strengthening my self discipline muscle what has kept me you know 
moving all the needles in all of my businesses and and been my driving force. To me, it's being plugged into the Lord and knowing every step of the way, you know, this is the season that he's put me in and I want to steward the season really well. Mm -hmm. And if he's given me the Heart University and all of these thousands of students and entrepreneurs who are looking to find growth and peace and balance and, you know, success in in their businesses and what God's called them to do, then I'm going to show up. And whether I feel like it or not, I am going to seek to pursue God's purpose for my life and to glorify Him in everything that I'm doing. And, you know, some days I am like frustrated and discouraged and everything feels overwhelming or I feel bored at times because I yeah. am like that. And I'm like, oh, I want to start something new. And then I'm like, oh, I should really be thinking smart about this. And, you know, those days, either one, whether I'm feeling bored or whether I'm feeling overwhelmed, mm-hmm. you know, that I circle back to that. If I'm feeling any of those overwhelm or exhaustion or burnout or, you know, boredom or passion and excitement and new ideas, I always circle back to the Lord. He is my co-CEO of every single one of my companies and my best friend. And I just come back to him and think, okay, God, what what's your perspective on this? Like all of these tasks on my plate. And I feel like even with my list system, there's a million things that I have to do today, right now, yeah. I, you know, for whatever reason. Can you give me some peace and clarity? Can you help me figure out what to tackle mo- first? Can you give me creative solutions? Can you help me remind me of why I'm doing this? And that is my biggest secret in business and in life is just plugging back into the Lord anytime I feel that confusion or lack of clarity or, you know, why am I doing this? What, you know, what's the purpose again? I go back to him and just sit at his feet and say, remind me, you know, what what am I doing and why? Is Am I exactly where you want me or do I need to shift a little bit? And that just recharges my battery like nothing else. Yeah. I love that so much. I think that is, again, so encouraging. I feel like literally everything you have said has just been like, I feel like I've been a sponge even in Aww. this podcast and just <laughs> soaking in everything you're saying because you've had so many little nuggets of such good truth that people can really take with them through the entirety of their business, not just today that they're listening yeah. to this podcast episode, but it's such a good reminder to keep coming back to that. And I just love everything that you just said, and I couldn't agree with you more. So thank you so much for being such an encouragement to us today. And I know it's going to be a huge encouragement to our listeners as well. Oh, yes, of course. Thank, thank you, you girls so for having me. This is so fun. I love sharing all the things business and I could talk about business for years. <laughs> I have, but I could continue for years. <laughs> No, you literally I love have. It, I love it. No, honestly, I wish we had like three more hours to just. Keep I know. With you we'll turn this yeah. into like a Joe Rogan podcast, where it's like three hours long. <laughs> I'm so down. Oh my gosh! Literally, <laughs> no. But if we but, could, we would. <laughs> yes. Um. Before you go, Evie, can you just share your plugs? Share how everybody yes. can find you. Absolutely. So you can come find me on my personal page and my photography, personal one-on-one coaching, just my journey as entrepreneur uh, at Evie Rupp on Instagram and the Heart University, or I'm sorry, EvelynGrace.com is my website. And then the Heart University uh, is where you can find all sorts of entrepreneur and business education and courses and conference and uh, resources, our podcast, the Heart and Hustle podcast. That's all at the Heart University on Instagram or theheartuniversity.com. And then Evie Swim is just at Evie Swim on Instagram and evieswim.com for online. 
Thank you so much. Amazing. Thanks so for having plugs. me, ladies. <laughs> I know. I'm like, all right, here's the list. <laughs> I love it so much. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so, so much, Evie. We love you, and we are so excited for you and all your adventures to come, and we're just so excited. Oh, thanks, girls. Y'all are the best. Thanks for having me. And that's our episode for today, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in. And big thanks again to Evie for being such an amazing guest speaker. We hope you enjoyed this episode as much as Julie and I did with Evie. And if you did, it would mean the world to us if you rated our podcast five stars on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you're listening from. Keep up to date with us on Instagram at Equipped Creatives and on our website, which is www.equippedcreatives.com. Hope to see you soon. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening to the Equipped Creatives Podcast. For more education, go to www.equippedcreatives.com.